Oh! Oh, hello. All right, let's do this one last time. Warning. Marvel and R&D contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended. As I told you a long time ago. Go fuck yourself. I got invitations right here. Enough for everybody. Are you ready? I was born ready, motherfucker. I'm Spider-Man, given a job to do. I played the long game, Mr. Castle. That's my secret, Captain. On the roof! So many snacks, so we can die. We're in the end game now. He looks like an asshole. He's a criminal, that's who he is. I am. Well, that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. Welcome to Marvel on RMD Loki Edition. It's me, Lauren, and Paul. Hey. And our dad's out of town. Uh, Bob's not here, so <laughs> welcome to the next hour of chaos. <laughs> no one can stop us. All right, we're talking about Loki. What episode was this? Two? It was Three? Yeah, it's, season two, we? episode two, Breaking Brad. Breaking Brad. Unbelievable. Um, what was your favorite part of the episode? <laughs> i actually really we, so we just recorded a little a little casual uh kind of recounting of our experience on the galactic star cruiser at disney world um so my brain is fully enveloped in that um so sorry i actually have to completely refocus my energy and my brain onto onto loki episode two and it's a shame that that couldn't have been done in like the off time between the shows but here we are processing mid midstream. There wasn't time um, between the shows. There could have been. No, you're right. Anyway, it's fine. It's content. Everything's content. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Content. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, so far I am, I'm, I'm fully in it. I'm fully, fully in Loki. Um, we're two episodes in and the, the first episode was really good. There was a lot going on. Um, it was a little bit hectic, but not in an overwhelming way. This episode had probably some of the best acting that we've had in any Marvel show in a while. It also just had like, just, just things that I enjoyed watching. Like, like the, the reason the reason that I, I go to watch, you know, anything, whether it's a theater, Disney plus, whatever, like the reason that I, I am watching anything Marvel is for like, you know, vibes or to see like specific things, to see characters that I care about doing things that I like them doing. And this was like, well, this had a good chunk of Loki being Loki in this episode. And I have missed that. Like villainous, almost Loki. Well, and even like for sure, um, but even beyond that, just like just stuff like he he chases uh, X5, Mr. Brad Wolf. He like he chases him down. Right. And like that's I'm I'm scared for Brad when Loki is sprinting <laughs> yeah. after him and then like tricks come into play. He gets just green blasted down like 15 stairs like he's <laughs> Loki's not the dude to fuck with. And I don't know that anybody like, you know, in the, in the TVA, in this realm, like knew that, like, obviously they, they read his file, but like, I don't know how many of them have seen him do some of the shit that he is capable of doing, having, having 
the shadows of the duplicates of himself yeah. that he made restrain you against a wall. Like they also like scary. they stress several times this episode that he has done terrible things. And B-15 is the one that is telling that, like telling everyone that, like, oh, you've Loki's done horrible things, like terrible things. Like, you're a villain. Just be a villain. I'm sorry. Where did you get this X, confidence? X5. Because you were running from him. I'm sorry. X-5. You're right. B-15 is the lady. Yeah. Brad. Stupid sorry. Brad. But go on, yeah. Stupid, stupid Brad. No, that's it. I mean, I, it's just, it's hilarious to me that he was just like, ah, fuck, and like running away. And uh, I just I I really appreciated them tapping into the trickster side of Loki because the what you were just referencing the the scene where his shadows are restraining Brad up against the wall and whatever when he finally catches him um, the fact that Mobius walks up and he's like ah oh, man like yeah it's a little a little theatric a little much like don't you think um, and he's he's not even talking to the real one. Not even talking to the right one because in true trickster fashion, like he's not going to be where you expect him to be. He was one of the side guys. There's three Lokis there. He's not the middle one because that's what everyone would automatically assume. He's the the guy on the side. And when the shadows restrain uh, Brad, the the eyes of the middle one glow green, like indicating Mm -hmm. he's in control. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it's so fun. So fun. So good. Um, There's... I think a lot of this show, too, is, you know how in, like, I know you and I have definitely talked about this before, and honestly, probably on a show, like, probably on air, we have discussed this, I'm sure. Um, But one of the best parts of comic books that don't always make it into movies and TV and stuff like that are the moments where the characters just get to be themselves, like, they're not specifically saving someone or in the middle of action right at that moment they're more like um they're more like just they're they're just loki and mobius eating some pie yep exactly just eating some pie and that's it um that is something that happens a lot in this show and it's so fun and it's so good and it fits it just works. Yeah, yeah. And it is it is easily one of my favorite qualities of the show. Um, I mean, yeah, you just jump into the pie scene. Like, it's, you know, it's skipping around. But um, Loki gets kind of riled up. So Mobius steps into a situation. Mobius gets even more riled up. They leave the situation and Loki's like, hey, bud, you know, Wait, you really good? Quick. You doing okay? <laughs> Mobius gets even more riled up after specifically telling Loki not to get riled up. <laughs> yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's get pie. And, and Loki's like, hey, man, you doing okay? You, you want some pie, champ? You want to go get some pie? <laughs> and this that's it's the second time. Mobius has pie in this episode. Well, it's the first of two times that Mobius has pie in this episode. Mobius loves pie. But loves the, pie. Yeah, the, who doesn't? He's basically uh he's basically Dean Winchester. Gotta have pie. What what a place to work. Like, what is the pie room? Yeah, I don't know. And like I don't remember what it said, 
on the like on the on the back walls when you enter that room and there's all these you know pie windows essentially or like pie like it says pie yeah it just, it just says pie, pie and it's like a thousand but, go on when they were entering the room it it said something like above or near the room and it was something that had like nothing to do with pie i don't i don't think i don't know it, it was it was interesting I'll, I'll have to maybe go back and look and see if it was something relevant but um yeah i just like yeah there's just a pie room why does that exist is it because everyone gets so stressed out that they need some like neon green key lime pie and, <laughs> constantly and I, I love that mobius dictates they get key lime and so they both do but like you you we only ever see like a third of this room right because the camera's focused on mobius and loki and you know you just get the spread from there of the back wall which is it, the whole room you know we are led to believe is circular and it's just like a thousand like microwave looking doors and you just open yeah. it and there's a slice of pie in there is is all of the pie key lime or did they just both go find key lime pieces what is this room yeah i think one of the one of the cool things about this show too is that um i i really like the way that it's shot i like the cinematography of it because a lot of times, especially TV, TV more than than movies, at least the movies I watch anyway, I don't, I don't know. But a lot of times you'll see these conversations where you only get like one person in the frame while they're talking. Yes. Yeah, and the, then the you get the other forth. one. Cha, 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 cha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this show is shot so much more like I, I think I think some of that is um, is due to the fact that they're able to bounce off of each other. Well, like there's really good chemistry in the whole cast, I think. Honestly, mm -hmm. I don't think it's just Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston, but they do have a ton of chemistry together. Um, but I think like, yeah, everyone just works so well that they're able to have these these conversations and they're able to have not every second of the show is filled with words either. Some things are just glances. Some things are just them sitting and eating pie for a moment in silence. And, you know, obviously Loki's kind of wondering what to say for a moment. And then he does. And then, you know, like it's it it. It doesn't. This show doesn't dumb down everything it does into like i don't i don't know like not everything has to be verbalized not everything mm -hmm. has to be just an obvious like oh this man is talking so it's a close-up of his face it's it's well done it's well shot it's well written um i really appreciate being able to have a shot of that whole pie room or at least you know that side yeah. of the pie room um with the two of them just sitting and they're not directly facing each other they're kind of facing out a little bit the way that you might when you're just kind of like oh man like resting one elbow on the table eating your pie like it it yeah, Loki, feels natural loki is almost 90 degrees to uh mobius because he's got his big long legs crossed and they wouldn't fit under the table right um but the yeah, the scene is like just as much about the the interaction and even just the characters in it being together as it is about like whatever dialogue is being expressed in it. And so, yeah, that leads to some like opportunities for some really nice and good shots. And like 
they know what they're doing with the set design here. So they're going to get as much of the set into every shot as well, because it's just fun to look at. So it all, it all just works out so well. Yeah. I think, um, the, the fact that the TVA has such a distinct look really makes it identifiable and, and important to actually show in the background, even if it's just a hallway with some stuff in boxes or whatever. I feel like something in in like the jars or whatever was relevant as they were running through the hallway and they you know get up to the pie room. But I did not actually go back and pause and look at what that was. I don't know if you did, but it was kind of a there was like a banana and like <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's it like there's there's so much attention to detail in the set design of this show where like when they when they go into the um oh my god the the loom room mm-hmm. um I don't know if it has a different name that I can't think of but the loom room when they go in there right after Ouroboros was talking and I think this was last episode but um he was talking about you know basically what did he say like turning into spaghetti or something like that getting like spaghettified or something and like if you look at the text on the floor when you enter when they enter the room um it's facing them it's facing whoever's entering the room and like we're seeing it from the room looking at them entering so it's like backwards and upside down for us but um it says something about that on the floor as they're entering the room there's little details that you know make it feel whole and and make it like it's little stuff it's signage yeah. in the background and stuff like that but it makes it feel like the set is almost just as much a character in this show as the actual characters themselves and i really appreciate that attention to detail in this show following up um completely unrelated because it was a, a different thing that we just did but we just did it so here it comes uh this it would be great to have a you know, Disneyland, Disney World, what have you um, experience, even if it wasn't like a big whole thing, just like something you could walk through in the park that was like TVA related. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, would be a, a great addition to either park. God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, even just a cafeteria I, with the pie room. I know. And it's so hard because like they. They don't have the space for something like that. And they already have like the PIM test kitchen and whatever. But like, yeah, absolutely. Cancel it. Pyroom coming 2024. (laughs) Pyroom. Yeah, that would that would be cool. It would it would be fun and nice and good. Um, I. I do feel like going in a different direction again. I do feel like I don't remember Sylvie being. So mad at loki i mean like seeing the the preview again or whatever i was like oh yeah she was kind of mad at him but she like hates him now like wants nothing to do with him and i was like was it that bad i didn't go back and rewatch the first season before the second season um man she she basically like don't even look at me i don't even want to see your stupid ugly face ever again (laughs) I don't think it's that extreme, but it is like, cause obviously there's civil and they'll talk, but like, she wants to do her own thing. She is not concerned with like any, he, they felt differently about how to handle he who remains, uh, her opinion won the situation. 
Um, and like she it is was not mutual. like it was mutual. <laughs> she <laughs> she also got knocked through a time gate. Or, I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, her her opinion of how the situation should unfold was the one that prevailed and she's not like okay now let's work things out and get back on the same page back to where we were for you know most of season one that was very enjoyable for viewers to watch she's like well I'm gonna do my own thing now see you later Clown yeah, but she, she does genuine yeah <laughs> she does genuinely seem mad at him though like oh yeah 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 like pissed that he showed up because she was doing her own thing, right? And she wants to live her own little, little silly little McDonald's life. Um, which like really quick, can we talk about the like the the kid who's like obviously crushing on her at, that works at McDonald's or whatever? Like his mama needs to come get her son. Like what, sir? Excuse me. Who do you think you are? Right. Yeah. Like, and she needs to get Weird. there soon because. Yeah. <laughs> Because if if he's waiting around too long, Sylvie's gonna take him home, like to his home. But like yeah, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. that's just a relationship that doesn't need to happen. Because I I only see it as this boy dying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a hundred percent to to fuel rage in her or something. Uh, he's a plot device and nothing more. So you better come yeah. get your son. And, uh, um, that, that said. Um, I, I liked Sylvie's hair fine last season. Very, very fine. Very good. It's hair. It's fine. Like it. Um, I did not like her episode one wig <laughs> trying to replicate that hair. It yeah. was not good. It was not fine. Um, I very much like her new fashion mullet. Uh, it's yes. just like she's she's rocking that shit. It looks solid. I agree. I like it a lot. I, I don't think they did a good job of replicating last season. Um last season's hair in the first episode i think it aged her a lot in that episode too like i was like was she always this old how many years has it been um <laughs> but she looks a lot better now with her with her little mullet guy yeah she it's looks fucking, like cute and young and nice. spunky with uh with her fashion mullet yeah i uh i gotta say um oh no i'm blanking on her name uh the lady that they went after who uh basically took all took all the guys and all the weapons and yeah. was like kill yeah, them yeah. all blast them um yeah it's it's really name? hard to remember like anybody's name in this show for me especially because so many of them are like a num uh, a letter and a number like b15 x5 like yeah okay yeah general docs um so docs is her name she is played by a woman that i think has a face that is imp- possible to like uh she was also in game of thrones and she played i mean okay so some of it is the roles right a lot of it is the roles i'm sure she's a a delightful woman but i don't think she's capable of playing a character that i can like because she's so good at just absolutely unlikable like oh i hope you get what's coming to you kind of characters she played um she played in Game of Thrones, a woman who absolutely breastfed her son far too long, uh, and it's creepy, and it's weird, and she's crazy and delusional, and you just fucking hate her. You just hate her. She's a bitch. And <laughs> lo and behold, she's in this you, you show, know, and I'm like, ah, she sucks. You know what everybody says? If you breastfeed, breastfeed your kid too long, you're a bitch. <laughs> 
You got it right on the money. Right on the money. Everybody says that. I hear Everybody that at least says three that. times a week. <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard it in multiple languages. Everyone says it. Um, but yeah, she's just she's really good at playing an unlikable person. And like you absolutely don't want to rally to her cause ever, ever. Like, yeah, like I was I, I was I upset it. that nobody like just when she gets arrested, they, you know, they handle across the, I, the I, face. I, I wanted somebody to just punch her. <laughs> I wanted like Mobius to just give her a hook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it'd probably be more appropriate for Sylvie to do it. But yeah, I feel like. But it'd be funnier if Mobius did it. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I think, yeah, she, everything about... Or, or B-15. Get B-15 in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Um, Everything about her face, her voice, the way she speaks, all of it is just like, oh, man, I hate you. So, she does a great job at playing these crappy characters that you're meant to not like. Um, And I hope that that means that she's a great actress and she's actually just a delight, you know? Like, I hope that she's just, like, a charming and warm and vibrant person. Um, because, because it feels too real. <laughs> um, man, I, I'm, I'm so very excited about what we have in store for the rest of the season, but it's like, it is, it's nice to watch a show where it feels like there are stakes because Mm -hmm. it's not just a build-up to something else specific like so that is actually my my concern at the end we're only two episodes in of what is it eight i believe okay all right go on yes it's eight Um, tell me tell me what you're thinking where i I'm I'm gonna have fun with the show regardless because I love these characters just interacting. As long as that doesn't stop for some reason, as long as the show keeps being a show, like cool, I'm having a fun time. But the the big thing that I feel like Marvel has been doing lately is um rather than like here's a story or an event or a thing that you can watch and enjoy, and then we're gonna tease you with the next thing at the end, a lot of the recent stuff has just been like here is a thing that happens leading to the next thing. It feels, it feels more like you, you walk away from, you know, what, whether it's a show or a movie or whatever, you walk away having watched the thing. Um, and it all feels like it was just building to the next thing rather than like, I just watched a thing and had fun with it. And I'm curious or excited what the next thing might be. Um, it just feels like they are more exclusively just like, each thing is pushing to the next thing. And with this being, you know, he who remains, um, all Kang stuff and us, you know, knowing that at least Avengers four, if not four and no five, if not five and six are going to be uh, very Kang centric. Um, I'm wondering if we're going to get, you know, like a good satisfying ending to this, or if it's going to be a fun show that I enjoy, but that very much is just like building up the next um whatever and because this is dealing like like the (laughs) the subject matter of this show is multiverses and all of that there's like you it's very hard not to be like um you know are they going to tease x-men are they going to tease fantastic four are they going to like is this going to be the thing that leads to that next thing 
and just kind of like, I, I feel like it's unavoidable to have that in the back of your head throughout a lot of this. And I just hope that when it ends, it feels like it did something other than just set up the next thing. Yeah. All right. Um, but again, we're only two episodes into eight, so it can go anywhere from here. Okay. I. What were you about to say? Because it was the opposite, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, it was. So I was going to say that I. Um, so, so, okay. When they find out that Docs is basically just blasting all those other uh, branches off of the the timeline whatever and it's like only only the sacred timeline left branches out of here get rid of them we hate quick quick side note on that um you know that that first episode when they when they realize everything opinions i know you won't but uh (laughs) that first episode when they like everyone finally realizes like oh you know we're not we're not pruning and protecting the sacred timeline. We're committing fucking genocide. Yeah. Like multiverses of genocide. Like, and, and the way that that hit like everybody that works at the TVA and now they're all like, cause it's, it's very like, you know, comic book TV show writing, whatever, where you get like the whole cast to just like flip their opinion on a dime. But like, I really feel like this works and they realized like, what atrocities they've been doing and how it's not okay and needs to immediately stop. Um, I, I really like them dealing with that, but go on until you say four more words and I interrupt again. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Um, Speaking of sounding that, good. That, shut the fuck up. Um, so to, to that end though, like that, that actually is a lot of kind of, um, what I was going to get into actually is when they find out that knowing knowing exactly what you just talked about, knowing that they were misled to, yeah, commit fucking genocide of all of these different realities um, and all of those people um, knowing what they know now and watching docs destroy all of those branches um especially it like the the way that it hit all of them just the scene of everyone just oh man you know like the way yeah, that that hits watching. them the 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 whole room is just somber and they don't know what to do because there's nothing they really can do right like and it was never that bad even when they were doing you know the good work of the tva it wasn't like every single branch was pruned Mm -hmm. that that's that's not how it was so to watch her do that and having the knowledge that she had um it it hit them hard and it what what i appreciate also is the fact that there are stakes in this show that are they might be kind of unseen to the rest of the the Marvel cinematic universe and everything um you know it might not be something that directly affects the Marvels or um I don't know what other movies are coming out we'll never know um it, 
but it's Captain America four and yeah, it just, hits just other things in a way. I was just being silly because I couldn't remember what was coming out. Yeah, Brave New World or whatever. Um, so it it hits in a way that is so emotional to these people who work kind of behind the scenes of of the multiverse, right? Like they're they're behind the scenes of all of these different realities that exist. And most people have no idea that the TVA exists, that it's a thing, that there are people that were doing these things. And they'll never know about all of these different things that happen, all these different realities, all these branches, as they say, on the timeline. But these people in this room know. And all of these people don't necessarily play into the the standard, like the 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 true timeline of of the mcu right like loki's dead in terms of mm-hmm. avengers movies moving forward and stuff like that so it doesn't affect that in in like a really big ultimate way it can and it will but we don't necessarily know how and that's nice it's nice to not just have like oh obviously this happened so that's going to be the whole next movie like it's it's nice to have some question about what's going to happen and whether loki like survives this quote mm-hmm. unquote or like whether um sylvie survives whether mobius survives like they they don't necessarily have the plot armor that some of the tv shows for marvel have you know like you know when you're watching wandavision that well wanda's not going to get killed by agatha or anything right like Mm -hmm, whatever she's going to be in doctor strange we know that it's nice to watch a show where you don't have that happening yeah the the nature of everything that they are like they like the show's called Loki, so like Loki probably won't die in the middle yeah. of a season, but who knows for the finale. Yeah. And like there are other Loki's out there, as we saw last season. We saw a bunch of them. Yeah, there's there's so go many. Get that alligator one. Like, He's the star now. <laughs> I love him. He's good. Um But yeah, it's it's nice to to be able to have those moments of like, ooh, your stomach kind of drops because like, wow, that's heavy. Um, wow, they really just killed all of those people. Like, that's crazy. And you'll never know which people there are because there's an yeah. infinite number of multiverses and branches and all of these things. So it's 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 cool in a way that doesn't bind the rest of the universe to one specific path. And it's fun to watch that. That said, though, uh, the, the final snippet that we see of like... And again, I I believe it was like a snippet. It wasn't the full like timeline or what have you, but Mm -hmm. it was the sacred timeline. And then there were only two remaining branches. And we know like Renslayer's hiding on one and the other is Sylvie's McDonald's reality. So like, I guess we know where Renslayer is now. Yeah, well, they do. I mean, yeah, Yeah, that's why they they were able to get get a ping on her. At the end, so. Yeah, because all like, I mean, so yeah. That was like mass genocide on a scale that no one's ever seen. But um, but at least it, it moved the story forward. Uh, yeah, but at least that was like, well, there's less uh, hay in the haystack. So now there's just one piece of hay and one needle. And so we f- we found the needle. We did it. Oh, God. Very at nice. what cost? Um, so, yeah, I think um, 
I can't I can't wait to see Miss Minutes again, knowing that she's just an evil garbage monster AI yeah, thing. Right? Um throwing throwing back real quick to um Sylvie not taking her boss home from work. She's just hanging out on her <laughs> truck being being weird and making her boss think she's not coming to work tomorrow. Um, the Her little glowy disc thing. Like, I know she had that last season. What is that? I don't remember. And I don't want to try to look it up because I feel like I'm going to accidentally see spoilers. Uh, what, I'll be what honest the hell you, is I, that thing? I don't remember. Perfect. We'll talk to Bob about it next week. Like you said, it's been, what, four or 17 years um, since... Yeah. <laughs> since the last season so uh i don't remember yeah i I don't i don't know why it glows i don't remember if it was a thing that she acquired or if it was a thing that she always had listen we'll figure it out we're bad at this show i should just look it up now (laughs) i tried and i was like i don't know what to look up so if you find something you let me know um I mean, yeah, it has it has been a while, and I I also don't remember where where she got that or whatever. Um, but man, oh man, I feel like I feel like less happened this episode, and not that that's bad, but I feel like so much happened in the first episode, and having one less person here with us to kind of like bounce ideas off of or ask questions or a different point of view entirely whatever um i feel like there's a little bit less plot wise to discuss and that's okay mm-hmm. um yeah i mean the the big thing is um oh my god what did you say general <laughs> docs general docs D-O-X. um like what she did and then also like what the hell were her motivations for doing that why did she do that I, yeah, I think, um, also, what is her relationship with that guy? Why was she all weird with him? The, 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 the hunter? From la- last episode? Where she was like. I mean, like forehead like to awkwardly. forehead with yeah. him? Yeah, that <sighs> was, that was Brad, right? I guess. I thought yeah, so, was, but then was, he went to go X5. live his life. So, like, well, why? And so, did he go live his life because he was like, I am done dealing with this general. She keeps touching my forehead with her forehead. Uh, or, it's weird. It was weird. Or did he find Sylvie and, like, get inspired by her take on a new life? And he's oh, like, I well, think I that have was a new it. life, too. Yeah. I think that was it. Because but he like, also... anything to avoid forehead to forehead. Wait, 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 wait. But then he was still working with... Listen, we're so professional. Um, then he was still working with... Um, he was a distraction. That was the whole thing, is he was a distraction, right? Wasn't that it? Because he was, you know, forehead to forehead, forehead to forehead with docs, right? And being all weird and uncomfortable. And then he went to go live his life. Um... Because he he went to go find Sylvie and then he like defected air quotes there, big air quotes. But the reality is that he found 
Sylvie. He knew where she was. And then he led them to her. But he led them to her as a distraction while Docs was just absolutely massacring all the different branches. So, um... But, like, knowing that that McDonald's branch was, like, also on the chopping block, they just, like, didn't get to it because they stopped, you know, a very small amount of the destruction. Yeah. That's why he wanted um, to get out of there so bad before yeah, yeah, they got yeah, obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I don't know. I think, I I don't think that he was actually inspired by i don't know what i don't know what his motivation was honestly because what yeah was he actually inspired by sylvie or was he fully just like living like dox's plan right like i i don't know and i think we'll find out more now that they have he filmed a movie in the 70s so like (laughs) he was living there for months yeah. Or seven uh, hours. I don't know how long production took we'll in the never. 70s. We'll never know. But I think we'll we'll find out more about that. I think now that we have um, them with Docs in their custody, they've stopped her. They have her now. She's in custody. They're going to interrogate her, I assume. Um, but. Wowee, man, it's Yeah. I don't the, think there's uh, any good justification for killing that many people knowingly. Right. The uh, the glowing disc is uh, like a magic rock that um, it was like the original Tem pad. Um, all of the Tem pads oh. are based off of that. She stole it from Kang after killing him. So Got she it. is okay. able to still like jump around. Um that's how she's able to do that okay that makes sense because yeah she had a temp pad before she had like a stolen tva temp pad and that's how she like bloop 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 around before yeah yeah like last season right Mm -hmm. okay okay you you were silent uh, i was like oh no am i wrong oh whatever um i i really appreciate her finally enchanting brad too to like just he's he's just so full of secrets the whole fucking episode and then finally she just like shoves him against the car and like does the give me your memories thing and it was just like it was bad because it was memories of we're going to blow everything up but her doing that was just so satisfying to see yeah absolutely because like you have the means shut up and give me the info yeah we don't have time to to mess with this guy i will say i i really appreciated the interrogation process with him um with loki and, and mobius and them and their fake plan and then their real plan and um and and a side note real quick on that and the you know the aesthetic the hold everything of the tva the the fucking way like it looked like a like a floor waxer that they're wheeling (laughs) in there and there's like these two existing hoses in the room that they connect to this thing and then like the the cartoonishly large remote that has to be connected by a cord to the yeah. device that that then projects like a hollow cube that can destroy any like the, the whole it's, all of it it's so and i mean this with love and not in like a oh they didn't have an original idea sort of a way um the whole vibe of the tva is very reminiscent of star wars in that like like in that 
in the 70s when George Lucas was making Star Wars, you know, things were lower tech back then. But these things, these the interiors of these like spaceships, these like weapons, these devices, they are all expected to do kind of fantastical and like Mm -hmm. more high tech things than what we can actually do in our real world and reality yeah um, kind kind of jetson style where it's yeah like so it's like low what, tech but high tech at the same time what the 60s envisioned the future to be yeah and it's so yeah so it's um it's very it's very charming in that same sort of way and i do think that the the tva did like it is it is original it is its own thing and i don't necessarily think that they took that from star wars maybe some inspiration but maybe not right like i don't mean that in a in a ripoff kind of way i mean it with all the love in the world because it is charming and it is i i love that juxtaposition of um you know this is just they got sticks that glow that kill people so it's pretty much a star wars (laughs) but it's like you know it's that this this stuff looks low tech it looks very like you know retro to us but the technology that's there is beyond our uh capabilities in the real world and i i like that i think that's charming um so i yeah it like straight up the the like the hoses like the tubes that are coming off of this machine that he wheels in are are straight up like like almost uh almost like hvac e or like uh if someone's trying to like an industrial strength, like dryer, if there's been like yeah. water damage to a building, <laughs> like what, what is the resource being pumped through <laughs> those and where is it coming from? And how does it make we'll know. an energy cube? Like no idea. That's very, it's very fun. Um, it, it's, it's like they, they, they knew what they wanted to do. Like, this is going to be the scene. This is how we're going to do it. But like, Let's do it in a way that just doesn't fucking make sense at all. <laughs> but it was honestly, it was such a good performance from Tom Hiddleston, too. I think, uh, honestly, he is one of the better actors that is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a larger role. I mean, we've got some phenomenal actors that are in some smaller roles. I mean, like, friggin', wasn't Anthony Hopkins Odin? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, but like, you know, small role, it is, it is what it is. But in, in recurring and larger roles within the universe, I honestly think that Tom Hiddleston is, is leaps and bounds above some of the other actors that are, that have been cast. Um, he's for sure. He's and it's phenomenal. Um, and that was an amazing little scene. Even though it's just a silly little like, oh, oops, did I do that? Like kind of a moment. It's just he is. I'm sorry. I had no idea how this machine worked. <laughs> he's just so he's just so fun to watch. And it's he just kind of pulls your attention in a way that not everyone can. And like part of that's charisma. But part of that is also his skill at acting. And so I love him and I'm, I'm happy that he's Loki. I, I'm happy to see those, those little 
moments. I'm happy to see him be able to pull out like all these different sides of Loki, too, especially when someone was like, hey, man, you're the villain. Be the villain. All right. You want to see that? Here we go. But then, you know, you turn around and um, just a few minutes prior in the episode, he was like, hey, Mobius. Hey, little buddy, little you fella. Want, you want to get some pie? You want some pie? You okay? You want to talk about your feelings? Like he's just... He's, you want to eat your feelings? And then he, and then he's like heartbroken with Sylvie, you know, a little bit later when they, when they find her. He's just soft and kind of apologetic, but kind of not. And, and he obviously hurts because he wants to spend time with her and he wants her to not hate him. <laughs> There's... It, there's so much more life in this character than there used to be. He, Loki was always a likable character. He was always, you know, eye-catching. He was always uh, fun to have on screen. But there's there's so much more depth to him now um, the, thanks to this show. Like the... Because the, Brad mentions while they're in the McDonald's that like, what, what are they going over every facet of their relationship? And Mobius is like, well, you know, it's complicated when you're essentially in a relationship with yourself. There's like, there's a lot going on there. And... You know, that that said, there's got to be that like like Loki's for sure a narcissist. And that's part of why he can like be in a relationship with basically himself. But that's also like it's got to hurt specifically him so much more when like basically yourself hates you. That's like because you can hate yourself. But when like yourself as a and, separate entity hates you, it fucks with I, you. I different. Wanna- I want to emphasize, too, that it's basically your like the best possible version of you in your eyes. Right. Like, because if you basically fall in love with another version of yourself, right, like that has to be in your eyes, like the pinnacle, like the peak, like the best possible version. This this is what I could be version. And not even not even just in an admiration sort of way. Just like you have to think so highly of them, right? Like if you actually love someone, whether it's platonic or romantic, you probably think really highly of them. You have a really good opinion of them. You you value them in a way they they impact your life in a positive way. So he feels and thinks all of this about her. You know, he's like, wow, she's just so wonderful. She's so great. And, and it's that version of you. It's the version that you love most, which is another version. And you think so highly of them and, and they fucking hate you. <laughs> like, <laughs> shit. It's not just like, it's not just like Loki for president hates you. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, ah, man, that sucks. Shut up, alligator. No, Nobody cares about your opinion. It's the love opinions. of your life. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's, that's, that's rough, man. Poor Loki. Um, I really liked the the whole the whole the whole interrogation thing, the whole thing with X5. And he's he's talking about like not not just the conversation of like, oh, you think you're a hero, blah, blah, blah. But like the implication of that and and really what that means to Loki, like he's never considered himself a hero, um, but he is trying to to do something good there. Like, he is kind of tapped into a part of himself that's like oh fuck like like the yeah this is inherently right or inherently wrong Ed, and it doesn't matter what i've done or what i want to do like this is 
this is what I'm going to do because I believe that it's right. Yeah, it's it is the character growth that we saw, you know, all of last episode where he just like whole different mindset where like this, this is right, this is wrong. Like, I need to try to stop this if I can. And like, I don't know if he himself had ever thought like, oh, shit, I should like make amends for some of the fucked up stuff that I've done. So now having that like thrown in his face, like that's what you're trying to do here. Like, no, I wasn't. But like, fuck, you're right. Like, I should be doing that. I I don't know. I kind of viewed it as like a not I should be doing it, but like, oh, maybe that is a part of what I'm doing, but not in like just a, you know, maybe some of it is selfish, right? Like maybe some of it is just like me trying to make amends and feel better about what I've done. But that's OK, because that's not the only driving force there. There there is a compassion within him that he has allowed himself to tap into and allowed himself to feel um, that he locked off before in himself. Like he was so consumed with being like the jilted, like, oh, I'm not really one of Odin's kids. Oh, I'm not like ever going to be king. Like I was never good enough. I was never this and that, whatever. Um, he never allowed himself to really be compassionate because he was so consumed with all of that. And mm. in this sort of, I don't want to call it an afterlife because it's not like he's dead and like, I mean, he's dead in the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm -hmm. it's, this is kind of a second life for him. And it's definitely been a different experience for him. And the people that he's met that he's formed bonds with have allowed him to feel compassionate and have allowed him to to focus on something other than himself or the ways that he felt that he was wronged that that turned him into a villain, right? Like he's allowed to mm -hmm. move past that portion of his existence and become someone that is more well-rounded. And so like, even if there is that element of guilt driving him to feel like he has made amends or feel like he's righting wrongs like yeah so what like he's also genuinely worried and concerned about mm -hmm. the state of the multiverse <laughs> so like fuck you guy shut up brad bet your movie sucked anyway i saw the poster it looks scary <laughs> it's not supposed to be scary <laughs> That was a good line. I, I love I love Owen Wilson like st like still just being Owen Wilson sometimes. He's he's always Owen Wilson. Yes. He's never not. Um I really I really hope Loki gets his little sword back at some point because I didn't realize like the relevance of that sword and like general mythology regarding loki and all that back in season yeah. one they just keep showing it to me in the previously on things and i'm like oh that's the sword i miss the sword i miss the sword um uh, what but like so, so shifting gears i know i know that obviously they're looking for renslayer and like trying to track down miss minutes and we've got the whole situation where like do they need to convince miss minutes to like help them like override some kang stuff so that the barricade doesn't get destroyed or does none of that matter anymore because so many of the branches were pruned. But like we're two episodes in 
again, they're looking for Renslayer, but like we haven't had any asides, no like shoot offs, no like meanwhiles, like showing her and what she's doing. Is she like just hiding out somewhere, palling around with Miss Minutes? Is she like in connection with like another Kang or group of Kangs? Like what what is she doing? And when do we actually see her for the first time this season? A great question. We'll never know. I'm going in blind. Hopefully we know like next going episode. Going in blind. I mean, yeah, that's that's my hope too. But um but we'll see. Uh do you have any speculations about that? Or is that just an open ended like No, yeah, that was just happen? like open like she's I I literally just kind of assume that she's at a different McDonald's just palling around with Miss Minutes. Yeah, yeah. On the, on the phone with like two other Kangs, probably like the blue one and the, the one that looks Asian and is weird. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably those. All right. I hope um, that one dies first. He makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get into final thoughts and like a, a yeah for a sure score? Um, as uh, in my typical fashion, I got to call out like the two my two favorite jokes. Um, the just the <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Brad. Brad. Who? That's showbiz. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> And then showbiz, baby. And then uh, just back to more character moments. Casey meeting Ob for the first time, like realizing who he is, oh, and then having his him, autograph. Yeah, not uh, what, what? What was the line? It was like, go ahead and just uh, sign here, just next to your picture, and then I'll draw mine. He's going to draw a little picture of himself next to OB in the fucking book. Yeah, I heard it like six times. I was like, that is what he said. Go ahead and sign right next to your picture and then I'll draw mine. So fucking cute. He is a precious, precious baby man. But I am. I'm looking forward to much more of those two like palling around, but also solving like the biggest problems of whatever is thrown at them for the rest of the season. That'll be cool. Um... All in all, yeah, this was just another fun episode of a show that I really like. Um, good follow-up from last episode. It did, like, some things that were just very unique from, I think, like, all of last season. Where, like, like pulling somebody who tried to, like, defect to the life that was stolen from them. Um, and then having to, like, pull them back. Because, like, hey, like sorry and we know this is fucked up but like you can't just go do that that creates other problems um had a good time and i'm still very much looking forward to where this is going so uh having no memory of what i rated last week's episode i want to say it was a 91 though so i'm gonna say a 92 for this one because i just i liked it a little bit more what uh did you say 82 92 oh okay um <clears throat> Yeah, man, I I did like this episode a little bit more um, than last week. I th I also don't remember what I rated last episode either. Um, I'm gonna go I, with. A I think I think you huh? you either did huh? a 90 or a 92 because I think Shit. my 91 made the average. You're right. It was 90, 91, and 92. Damn it. Okay, so um, whoo, good. Uh, thanks for telling me, actually, because yeah, I was going to rate it Just about it's the important, same. Yeah, it's important to scale them. <laughs> yeah. But we are. Yeah. OK. All right. So. Uh, 
I'm going to give this one a 95 then because it, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to, no, yeah, I'm going to commit to that and like support it and feel confident about that rating because I really, this was a really good episode of television. Um, a lot happened. A lot was like the plot moved forward a good amount. Um, we, you know, got to see where Sylvie's been and been up to further than just her walking into a McDonald's, right? Like there was a lot of good banter. Um, the we got to see her not wearing a revealed. bad wig. Yes. Yeah. The the stakes were kind of set up and revealed and this and that. Like it, a lot happened and it was good and it was executed well. The acting was great. Cinematography was great. Yeah. Yeah. 95. I'm good with that. Um, I really enjoyed this and I'm excited for next week. I'm excited for the rest of the show. I love this show. Okay, what is okay. that? What's the what's the average there? Oh my You're god! The math man. I, have to, I have to do math now too. I can't do math. Ah, oh, ninety two plus ninety five <laughs> equals one hundred eighty seven <laughs> divided by two is a ninety three point five, which obviously gets rounded up to a ninety seven. Oh, does it? Okay, perfect. <laughs> ninety four, ninety four this week. Perfect. All right. Well. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Loki. Um, we will be back with with our dad next week. Dad's back. No more parties in the house. So Dad's home. <laughs> All right. We will catch you next next Not not next week, but next time. Next time. We're doing things a little, We're gonna catch you. A little different. We're going to catch you. We'll catch you. We better start running now. All right. Bye. Hey, okay, shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up!